0: Hello and welcome into the 35th episode of the Promo Guy podcast. Today is Wednesday, December 20th, but you'll be listening to this Thursday at the earliest. I am once again joined by Nick from Blue Dog Media, and we have a special guest coming on to talk about our new odds shopping platform,
1: uh, Better Odds. Nick, how are you? I'm good. We've got a fun one today. I'm excited uh, to talk about Better Odds, excited for a few other things we've got planned. How are you doing?
0: I am doing great. You know, holidays coming up
1: it's national signing day which is fun all good things speaking of holiday coming up do you want to quickly let our listeners know what they can expect in the coming weeks if we'll be on next week when we'll be back
0: uh we're going to be off this upcoming week and then and then we'll be back for the new year so we're just going to take one week off so we'll have to make this episode twice as good as usual which isn't too difficult
1: I think kidding. a lot of my voice will be replaced with our special guest, so I already think we might true, be true. twice as good there. Before we bring him on, do you want to quickly get through the state of the stack, and then we'll welcome him in?
0: Yeah. Okay. So, state of the stack. We had our first losing notepad. So I do the the little notes recaps. Usually, I do like uh, I'll do a weekend one, and then like a midweek one. Uh, so about two a week ish. It was our first down one since November ninth, which is great, except for. Who really cares? Because all that means is that we were down uh, over the weekend. So from Thursday to Monday, we lost seventy-five. We basically made that back yesterday. Uh, so really nice bounce back day on Twitter yesterday. Uh, happy to see that higher tier officials were down uh, three quarters of a unit. So was hoping to bounce back a little bit better. You know, we kind of had our first down stretch about four or five units uh, the week before. After going from 24 to 50 in about two months, we have now prepped back down to just under 45. Um, So not a huge downstretch, but not too fun uh, anyway, especially when you get used to winning basically every day. So hopefully that will creep back up, but nothing too bad this week. And then, like I said, Twitter had a nice day yesterday, so uh, about even on the week there. And then hopefully we can... You know, keep cashing the free bets have been really good. That's really where we've overcome bad Fanduel boost performance. Fanduel boosts in that notepad were down, I think eighty eight dollars, uh, and then yesterday we made like a couple dollars back. So whatever, that they're still down like eighty three on the week, but we're about even because mostly from from the free bets uh, that we've gotten or the DK no sweats, which I guess aren't technically free bets, but a lot of those kind of five dollar. Plus 500 hits have added up for us. Uh, we also hit the FanDuel no sweat yesterday, at 493. We hit the DraftKings college basketball SGPX, and then the real savior of the weekend was the $20 uh, plus 440 hit on the free bet on the uh, from the parlay insurance. And then, so we have a few more $20 to free bets to use this week. So hopefully, we can uh, cash in on one of those. And that's it. A state of stack. Should we get right into our friend uh, Corby? Yeah, bring him in. All right. So, uh, joining us today is Corby Craig. Uh, on Twitter, he is Keep Betting Co. Uh, and we have been working together. Well, he's been working for over a year on this, but we've been working together for the last four plus months on. Better Odds, which is a line shopping platform. Uh, Corby, thanks for coming on today.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. It's fun to uh, jump on here after talking you over text for the last four months.
0: Yeah. So, for background, uh, what a line shopping service does. Uh, this one will be similar to others, but also have kind of its own uh, unique intricacies. But for the most part, it's used to see where the best odds are for a given bet. So I want to bet on Austin Eckler receptions. I can go to Better Odds, type in Eckler, and immediately I can see everything that I would want to know for Eckler this weekend. I don't know if he actually has odds soon. Okay, so receptions, best price, FanDuel minus 138, and then it shows me uh, where it is everywhere else. Under receptions, best price says Bovada. So look, it's DraftKings. Rushing attempts, MGM, like rushing yards, the score, like you know whatever. So it just tells me what the best price is for everything I want to know Echler-wise. There's also like an EV feed that tells you what the best EV plays are on a given book or, else, or just in general at time. Uh, and that's kind of just, look, it's really important. Anyone that listening to this podcast, podcast knows how important it is to get the best odds on a given bet. And having a service like this at a reasonable price is super helpful, honestly saving you time so you're not manually searching around and also you know, contributes to your profits in the long run because you're getting the best price possible. Saves you time for finding promo plays. You know, I'm on this all day. Uh, so super helpful and super grateful to Corby for building out most of it and for taking my advice and very quickly turning it around because I always have notes and him and the developers have been really good with that. We just hired a few more. So excited to have him on to talk more about it. Corby, why don't you tell us how you kind of got started um, with all of this, like what made you build it out? What's your background? Uh, how do you use the tool? Cause you use it. So I, I focus on the EV tool, but there's also like a predictive that Corby uses all day. Like, why don't you tell us about yourself, Corb?
2: Yeah, for sure. So, um, like not to go in the nuance of like explaining who I am, what I do. That's, um, the boring part of most podcasts. So like just a, a straight hop in, I, I learned math through an engineering degree, got an engineering degree, uh, became close with some professionals uh in like the syndicate game of moving and and getting down action originating bets um and understanding that whole game so uh never really like promo bet or ev bet or i I knew the theory but was doing more origination so at first this started as a way to
0: just to just to interject when he says origination he means he makes his own lines and then and then will uh bet based off of advantages from that so he's not an EV bet or someone that's EV betting is generally more kind of uh, tailing movement or finding places where a book might've screwed up and is off. He is more basing things off of his model as opposed to the market consensus. Perhaps. Sorry. Keep going, Corby.
2: Yeah, you're good. Uh, bottom up versus top down. So uh, the screen better odds is going to top down, look for the best price inefficiencies in the market and bet into them. Uh, bottom up, I'm trying to make the inefficiency. So uh, college basketball, <laughs> Built models to um, basically try to find these deprivations in the market uh, with like the most obnoxiously small basketball teams. Like uh, today, I, I bet on Southeast Louisiana's total, which is just is like, probably just me betting that. So that's how I started, uh, and quickly realized that that is cool. It is a really good marketplace for people who want to scale like very large in the betting scene. But there's no reason to not take advantage of the current state of the US market share of betting. Like promos are available, boosts are available, and to not use them would be insanity. So I I wanted to find how to build something that could allow me to do that. So uh went on this one year trek basically that we've been building over the last year. Probably six months in, I built something that I felt very comfortable with and it helped me in my daily basis in my in my work uh, and then i reached out the promo guy he was like hey this is uh this is a shell of a product and we have a lot of work to do so we've (laughs) so we've been doing we've been doing that and uh at this point i
0: I, i'm sure i said it a lot nicer than that uh,
2: yeah for sure but at at this point i feel very comfortable uh (laughs) with with what we've built and, and just building stuff every day like literally last night at like 11 p.m i i texted him to say we finished something else, and I think we finished something else tonight again, so it's a product that is evergreen, um, and I feel really good that it, it working with the developers we have, and guys like me, like PG, uh, and the guys that we're bringing on, as sports evolve, there's always going to be edges, and, and these can be built, if you have the right team, if you have the right ideas, the right minds, you can always build things to find these edges. Uh, people complain about these type of screens killing and nuking edges at times, uh, and, and I think that's true if you don't evolve with the times. And uh, I'm very confident we will. So excited about what we've built. And uh, at this point, I mean, it's been a year. I'm ready for people to see it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that the whole, well, first off, the whole idea of a screen showing you <laughs> the price of each book, killing edges, is kind of like a lame way to describe edges. Uh, and obviously, and obviously these, these all exist. I, I will say my experience with the tool is a lot of like the the messages I get, it's basically maybe I could get the bed in in time. So the messages are like, you know, EV plays above a certain percent percentage, and you know we can get into how you do that. But uh, when I get a DM, I know I can basically not send it out, right? Like that's not a play that will last yeah. long enough. And and that has at this point has nothing to do with the tool, obviously, because not enough people are are currently using it for. That to be the case, I think that there are a million odd shopping lines, and also the sports books aren't that dumb. Where if they have something that's completely off market, it it will move, right? Uh, Like I said, this is this is something that I you know in the months that I've been using the tool, when I get a DM, almost never does it actually make its way to Discord or Twitter or anything like that, and most of the time I can't use it myself. But it is a cool thing to have. Where like if you get one out of every five awesome plays uh if this is something that you are spending a lot of time on anyway right in front of a computer then it's a great thing if it, but there are a lot of different types of users for this there's that the very intense one that's looking for more and more edges and then there's the one that's like i have this bet let me go find the best price for it <laughs> right or i missed promo guys DraftKings, and hockey parlay today let me, let me see, you know, one of the lines died, two of them are still up, I I just, I need a leg, and I missed the main one in the replacement, I'm just going to go search NHL DraftKings, and here, I'm doing it as we speak, NHL DraftKings, five filters, and it looks like Nikolaj Ehlers under half an assist, minus 166, is the best play that exists, why is it the best play, well, it does look pretty good, we got, it says it's, 0.74% 0.74% EV. weighted market average, minus 168. But we got MGM, plus 155, minus 210. Our under is minus 166. The score, which is ESPN, plus 160, minus 215. Fanatics plus 155, minus 205. So you get the idea. You can't see it. But in two seconds, I was able to find a play for a DraftKings NHL parlay boost that doesn't exist that I just made up in, in our head right now. So having aligned tools instead of you know, manually going to DraftKings <laughs> and searching all the money lines in all the different markets and then comparing them to MGM or whatever book you want to compare it to and seeing where DraftKings is better. Like it's a joke and you value your time a lot more than to do it manually. So that's where this kind of thing can be awesome for everyone, for the casual user that's, that's not trying to be on their phone and computer all day. It's just like a, hey, I missed a play. I need one leg. I need two legs. I'm just going to go search and find it. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And one thing I will say is, is basically the main building concept of this was like in the professional scene, everyone stares at screen. They're trying to catch steam. They're trying to catch whatever, like if other originators move a line seven points, they want to be able to bet it before it all moves. It's a very similar tactic to, um, Just EV betting, they call it something different, but it's the exact same game. People stare at screen all day. They pay five hundred dollars for this odd screen, and they stare at screen all day. They take the bets when they can. They steam chase. So the goal was like that's unrealistic for almost everyone. Um, So the goal was to build that as a notification system in your cell phone. So what this screen will do basically is it it tracks all steam, um, and it will send. You set your own thresholds. Like so, let's say you had a FanDuel account, a Bovada account. That's the only two accounts you have. Uh, it will DM you once your perfect threshold is met in the sportsbook that you have. So like, let's say, example, Jalen Green under eight and a half, 18 and a half points tonight. If it, if that exact number was to reach the EV threshold you had at the sportsbook you had, you would get a text that would say, hey, go bet this right now. It meets your criteria. Uh, and, and this will happen as PG was talking about, it'll happen times where it just doesn't last. Like you can't get it because it was just an intent. Like it was a completely wrong line. Like maybe a sportsbook screwed up, which happens a lot more than you would imagine. Or maybe it's just a new some news broke, uh, the line moved, and people haven't reacted fast enough. So the goal is basically to allow you to, to screen watch without actually having to watch. And then if you want to use it on a daily basis, as he's talking about, to fill a, a NHL promo it's it's the easiest plug and play you could ever have we have a filter you can type in what sports books you have what sport you want what player you want you can type in any filter one way two way off market any way you want to do um, and it'll spit out an exact result so it's just to simplify your betting process you're currently doing it's not it's not this revolutionary morris code of the future it's it's to take the ideas that have already been created and completely automate them for you
0: yeah exactly just save you time make you some extra money like (laughs) Um, because I, the worst thing you could do is, well, if you're not, as he's describing, you know, a professional, it's not your job to be doing this, but you just want to make like a cool side hustle without it overtaking your life, without being on your phone at the dinner table, whatever, just like, you know, hop in, you need it for uh, DraftKings VIP, whatever, or like you, like I said, like you missed one leg of something that I sent out. It just makes it really easy. Or you're just doing this for fun. You're with your friends with Monday Night Football. I need something to walk, to bet on. And like, I know I want to bet Eckler receptions, parlayed, or by itself, but let's say parlayed with Christian McCaffrey to score a touchdown. Like, you just type in Eckler McCaffrey. Okay, I'm taking, you know, the receptions on FanDuel. I'm taking the touchdown on DraftKings and like, boom, I'm going to go enjoy my night now. Right? Like, it's done. It's over. Easy, quick. Uh, and, you know, I kind of like the idea of, of, you know, I, I hate when people get too sucked into this whole thing. And, you know, I should be the opposite, right? Because it's probably good for whatever my business if people are more sucked in. But, like, this should just be a fun side hustle or whatever. And I think that this is the kind of purchase that – or this kind of thing that can make it a lot easier for you to do, to do it like that. And I, and I think that, you know, my Discord and Twitter do the same too, right? Like, why make your own play? for a Caesars 33% SGP boost when I'm going to go spend a bunch of time and help you find the right one. Like it's the same kind of idea of just saving you time, getting the best, you know, optimizing the play and, you know, ultimately growing your bankroll. But anyway, I wanted to get into a few other sort of uh, ways to use it and also kind of like a rollout plan that we have so everybody knows because I've been getting a lot of questions about that. Uh, I guess the first question, maybe not ways to use it the right way to phrase, but I wanted to highlight how, it, how the fee kind of looks and how it calculates. So one of the things that I've really put my imprint on is this weighted market average in the EV. So other places use sort of EV in different ways. Uh, obviously, you know, like a, a place like Agium will use Pinnacle as sort of like the, the reference point. Corby, how do we calculate the weighted market average? Can you talk about, like, sort of the, the rolling method that we use and, and how each book gets weighted?
2: Yeah. So uh, it's, it's pretty nerdy and um, fun to try to explain to the casual. Okay. Most, most, that, most
0: of the listeners most, here are nerds. Yeah.
2: Most people that listen to this will fully understand what I'm talking about. So uh, essentially, we use a, a rolling 500 wager, wager average to quantify a a unit scale for a sports book. So if every sports book was the same in theory, how good a sports book closes or moves to the closing number will give them a greater unit scale. So if there's 10 sports books that all have this Alex Ovechkin over, um, it doesn't matter what it is. It's irrelevant in this situation. There's 10 sports (laughs) books. Each one gives you one unit of scale. Uh, But like, let's say DraftKings Kings over the last 5,000 has closed on NHL PowerPoint plays. Uh, They've closed better. They will get a marginally bigger unit of scale. So maybe there'll be 1.2 units in the entire 10 unit scale. Maybe Pinnacle is 1.5. And we see somebody like a Fanatics who just continues to move slow, be like a 0.85 or something. Um, This number is always going to adjust relative to the market type or, or the... League that it's in, so uh, we feel pretty comfortable in saying that the baseline is is sharp, and and it's only going to become more sharp as we scale with with more input and more data.
0: So what he's saying is, we look at how sportsbooks have performed in each market in each sport. So for example, NHL money lines. If DraftKings has closed, so if their markets have proven to be kind of sharper let's say, uh, on NHL money lines, and we will slightly tick up their weight in this weighted market average. So right now, if I look at Avalanche Moneyline, uh, which is the second best DraftKings price, it's at minus 180. DraftKings has a market, FanDuel has a market, can be uh, Fliff, but we don't have them in our calcs. Uh, Fanatics, Stake, and Pinnacle, right? Those are all the places that have uh, this. And sometimes, we'll, and we'll, we'll have Circa and stuff in there as well, uh, it's just they tend to be a little later with their markets. So an example of this, if, if Pinnacle has been doing really well, everybody will be at one unit, but Pinnacle will be at one and a half units just in terms of, of weight. So it's not going to be a tremendous difference, but we do want to have some form of sharp leans. And like, and like Corby said, it's, it's done by sport, by market, where we feel really good that no book is ever going to overwhelm, but it is going to be factored in. If you're if you're sharp, we're going to give you some bonus points basically. And then mm-hmm. the last thing I'll say that I, I really enjoy uh is that we're not comparing this Avalanche money line to everyone else for DraftKings. We're including DraftKings in there. DraftKings has a voice too. And I think it's important. And that's why we have that way to market average where yes, this is 10% EV to everyone else let's say, but it's negative 10% EV to itself. And that should be factored in as well. So we, we try and kind of incorporate the conservative method that I use, as well as not succumbing to one book, but we will give sharper books, or, you know, that mathematically proved to be sharper, some extra leeway. And it's nice that we're able to differentiate between kind of like a player prop market and a money line, for example. And if everything I said there was right, right, Corby?
2: Yeah, okay. Yeah. One thing I wanted to add was we also do bet sizing. So if if there is a spot that is a profitable bet, uh, you don't have to go through, take this EV percentage and, and find how much your correct Kelly staking is. It's done for you on the odd screen. Uh, you can see a bet staking amount that is quarter Kelly, essentially, I think it's 32% qu- uh, Kelly, which is what we found to be optimal. This is also pricing in things such as the market size, time till start so you're not getting a player prop for sunday that just released because the market hasn't had time to shape and tell you what they believe this number even should be so this is all priced into the kelly staking that you were given uh, to give you the optimal bet sizing without having to pull out your calculator and possibly even just miss these bets because uh, as we talked about a few times some of these move really fast so uh we wanted to make the staking as easy as possible and it is right there on screen beside the uh the bet itself
0: yeah. So, I, I, and I think this was another important feature that we added where it's, we're, we're not telling you how much to put on it, but Kelly Criterion was meant for different types of markets that really don't, where it, when we incorporate them into betting, it really doesn't factor in the fact that we may not feel like there might be only one book you're comparing it to, or it might be like, like Corby said, you know, a week out from a game and, the market hasn't really formed. And you're gonna to want to put less on a say 5% EV play that only has one other book a week from start rather than you know a Super Bowl money line if you had a 5% EV play somehow for that. So that's where the bet sizing, where Kelly is great, and we 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 use, I think he said 0.32 Kelly staking, but we also, you know, bump it up or bump it down based off of. How confident we are in this market? Is it a widely used market? Has it had a chance to take form and things of that nature, which you know is very cool. Uh, where not all the five percent EV plays are, are taken evenly, and even all five percent EVs at minus one hundred and eighty aren't treated the same, right? Because 100%. of all the factors we just talked about. Okay, great. Uh, let's talk about rollout plan, and then we'll get to grinds my gears. Um, so. Correct me if I'm wrong on any of this. We are going to offer it to people, the EV portion of this, which we plan on making $49 a month. Is that right?
2: Yes, correct.
0: We plan on making it $49 a month. It'll be available to people in my Discord for $1 for the first month, hopefully in the next couple of days. Uh, We're hoping to have it this week, and it's already Wednesday, so we got to get going. And then so people's first month, try it out. It'll be essentially free. There will also be a kind of so that will, that will give you everything it gives you there's you know it'll have the pinnacle and circa and EV feed and DMs everything that we talked about and and more there will be a cheaper version for people that basically you're not looking to do this 20 hours a day and you're not looking to kind of have the EV feed to find the best play you're not really like betting these on your own you just want to bet on Austin Eckler receptions sometimes and you want a quick way to line shop and to save yourself time that option i believe will be twenty dollars a month but you should do the all-inclusive version of this uh the first month because it's basically free anyway but that's sort of the initial rollout plan we're we're looking this is still like corby said kind of in beta or whatever we're doing this because we're looking for your feedback we want to make this as awesome a product as possible we've hired Several new developers, like, and you know, these guys, like I've said, have been really good about turning stuff around even before we hired a few more. So, uh, we're hoping to turn around your suggestions and make you know anything possible. We have all the data and we're not releasing it to the public for a little while. So, we want to hear from you how to make this perfect, make those changes, and also just sort of like, uh, you know, see how the lines hold up, how we can handle them, all that. So, we're we're excited to roll it out to you guys, but also would appreciate any feedback you give anything that you look for, whether it's at a different place or you just dreamed of it uh, and see if we can make that work.
2: Anything you want to add there, Corb? I will say a few things. So first, um, we've, we've been in like an active beta for probably eight months now. Just, just finding small nuances that we want to change what the average better is actually going to use on a daily basis. I, I probably talked to... 10 guys at this point that use this every day and are betting four thousand wages a month uh, and, and we have thanks to pg we have built out a team of developers we have three at this point who are the hardest workers i know and uh this could not be we could not be to the spot we're at without them uh but but one thing i want to reference is this one dollar promo uh, that is going to be the feed also is going to have everything. Like it, it'll have my origination, which I, I know most people here. Oh, I didn't know really, that. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So, so the $1 will have everything we've ever built. Um and and once the month's up, obviously, if you don't care for that, by all means, there's a there's a button you can click and it turns it off. Not the biggest deal. The biggest thing for me is I just want to show everyone like what we build and what we plan to build. And, and the reason to bring up the 10 people I talk to is every day. They're basically messaging me like, "Hey, this is awesome. We love this." Or, "Hey, like, no one's actually going to use this." Or, "Hey, like, this color's too bright." Or, like the the biggest to the smallest nuances, um, and, and we're working on them every day. We we don't claim to be the greatest. We claim to be the hardest working. And, and in one year, if you've seen what we had built in February versus what we've built now, um, I think the exponential curve of of hopping on and being with this community and this ride as we do it is going to be something special. And that's what I'm most excited about. There's a lot of things I have to learn where we have, we, we uh, had a call last week and we're building something behind the scenes right now that I told somebody about and they were like, Holy hell, dude, uh, when this is done, PG is going to love you for life. So that is uh, always going to be fun. And, and there's always going to be those new things. Sports are ever evolving and um, I'm excited for the ride. There you go.
0: All right. I already love you for life, my friend. <laughs> so now that all the fun stuff's out of the way, we get to, to the nasty stuff. You know
2: what really grinds my gears?
0: Tell me what is grinding your gears this week.
2: Yeah, I got you. All right. So at first I was going to talk. <laughs> at first I was going to toss one of my guys under the bus, but I'm not going to do that. So this this morning you already know who I'm talking about, too. Uh, I this don't. morning, the only guy I talked to you about. So this morning, oh. uh, <laughs> if you I say
0: just, one bad thing about him, <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm not then I'm, I'm throwing here. you off the bus. He is amazing. Keep going.
2: So. so This morning, I wake up at 5 a.m. You know, I'm feeling kind of I'm feeling kind of crazy. I go to play basketball and I get there. There's some older guys. There's some younger guys. It's okay. I'm stretching. You know, it's five in the morning. I'm getting ready. I'm grunting. You know, it just I'm in the corner by myself, stretching. And this guy's like, hey, like, you don't even know what it's like to be old. Don't be grunting. I'm like, man, listen. All right, that's what grinds my gear. Okay, I'm I'm 26. I understand I'm young. It is 5 in the morning, and I'm about to play full court basketball. I can grunt as much as I want. I'm in pain, all right? I haven't woke up yet. My knees are a little sore. I did squats yesterday. Like, just because you're 10 years older than me, 20 years older than me, it doesn't matter. My knees can still hurt. Like, I'm not just making noises for fun. It grinds my gears when old people are just like, hey, like you don't even know what it's like to have knee pain. It's like, yes, I do. I feel it right now, and that is why I'm stretching. Maybe if you would have stretched when you were 26, you wouldn't have had it. And uh, <laughs> you know what? That, that gets me going. I, I wear knee braces, and people are like, there you go. oh, yeah, that, you don't that even need great. knee braces.
0: That is a great grind to my gears. And it, it, the really, the theme of the podcast is stop like worrying about what your neighbor is doing. It's exhausting. It's miserable, whatever. And this guy looking over and seeing you grunting when he might be in more pain, like you didn't ask for his opinion,
2: right? <laughs> None at all.
0: You're just, you're just stretching. And anyone doing anything at 5 in the morning is, morning is allowed to be grunting. So I uh, absolutely agree with you there.
2: And I cooked him up after it, so it's all good. Listen, as, as, as long as you give somebody 20 points, nothing they said prior matters, so all good there.
0: Uh, I'm, 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 sh- I'm sure you did. Uh, Cor- Corby's a heck of a player. Um, okay, well, thank you. That is all for Better Odds. Uh, you know, stay tuned in the Discord. Really hoping we can have this available to you guys in the next few days. To be completely honest, what happened is we added one-way lines. And there was kind of like a problem with the calcs that we had with them. So they're kind of clogging up the EV feed. So we're just working on fixing that and cleaning up the, the one-way lines. Uh, I would say when you start using it, and, and we'll, we'll give instructions when it gets posted. I personally love the filter, like the the search, because I think that's where like everything's really quick. And even for like, can be, let's say like the Bet Rivers NBA Parlay insurance, you know, I just unclick the plus 100 filter. So I only get stuff that's minus money, because that's really what I'm looking for, uh, for these plays. And I wrote that article that kind of explained why. And then I type in Camby, I type in MBA, and bada boom! Like I get a bunch of minus money, good plays on on Camby, like you know stuff like that. Uh, it's just it's so quick, it's so easy, and it, it's really helped me. So that's that's where I would start getting comfortable when you guys get started. But we'll give a bunch of instructions and stuff like that. Um, but cool, thank you, Corbin. Do you want to uh, stick around? We're gonna talk uh, a little bit. Rashard Mendenhall, and we're going to talk a little bit. Oh yeah, the signing day today. All right, cool. We'll we'll keep you around for it, but I think Nick's going to come back too uh, after the break.
1: We've got some fun Christmas Day games to preview. This is the first time the NFL will be live on Christmas Day and we've got, this isn't just the regular traditional Thanksgiving Day games where you don't always get good matchups. We've got uh, four Super Bowl hopefuls playing on Christmas Day. So it should be a fun slate plus we've got the classic NBA five games, two in each division and then one cross division. Lakers, Celtics, um, TPG. Is there anything you're looking forward to most uh, on Christmas Day? You know, it feels
0: weird to say this, and we are rooting heavily for the Chiefs. By the way, in that one o'clock game, we have a we have the Fanduel boost from the preseason uh, for the Chiefs, Niners, and Eagles to make the playoffs, and I think the Chiefs is the only one that's in any semblance of doubt. Uh, so we do have that to root for. Uh, it's weird to say not an NBA game. I feel like waking up on Christmas as a non-Christian person, like I think of the NBA, right, and having games all day, and they're good games, and it feels like the true start of the NBA season. Obviously, now as a gambler, the first part of the NBA season's become a lot more real, and we had the in-season tournament and all that. But I still think of Christmas with NBA. So I was looking to pick one of these NBA games. But I have a hard time beating Ravens Niners at eight fifteen, right? Like
1: completely. Agree. Am I going
0: to be watching Sixers Heat at eight, or right or Ravens and Niners at the same time? Like, I can't believe they gave
1: the Heat the Christmas Day game. The Heat are always Christmas Day games. you know I did I mean, not. I did, looking the, at this, I did not. Also, see the that conference one champ
0: basically always gets it. So
1: yeah, I guess I that's it makes, why they got I think,
0: it. I think it. I think it makes a lot of sense. But realistically, I feel like. I will be the Ravens Niners. Like the, those are those look like two of the best whatever teams in the NFL. Maybe two of the best two right now. So I think that'll be an awesome game. I'll definitely have the NBA up all day, but they, they, they gave us some pretty good NFL. I mean, I guess Giants Eagles isn't that great of a game. So maybe I'd be leaning towards Celtics Lakers during that time because it's like probably the best NBA game. But I'm looking forward to all of it. But I'm gonna say Ravens Niners is hard to go against.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that's a full primetime NFL matchup that you can expect a bit more out of than Giants, Eagles, or Raiders, Chiefs. I think I might be looking forward to Celtics-Lakers in L.A. the most. I think there's something that feels alive about Staples Center on Christmas Day. I think that the Celtics-Lakers always put out a good product. Yeah. And it kind of always fits in the right time of day. I feel like some of the games, people are a bit more busy with christmas day activities and family activities in the morning so unless you're a knicks fan or unless you're in new york going to the game it doesn't feel like that gets as much attention i think the and then nighttime you have christmas dinner people have plans i think the sweet spot that get will get the most attention and have the best energy around it is that celtics lakers game
2: so i
0: think that's probably the winner for me what about you cc
2: yeah, I mean, listen, you. Uh, if anybody knows me, they know that I will be watching the Lakers 4 p.m. LeBron, the goat, another Christmas game. Of course, I got to be watching that. Uh, but other than that, I would say this Suns Mavericks game 9:30. I know it's a little late. Some people will be snoozing off to bed after a pretty fun and exciting Christmas. But I, I think it's good nightcap. This is a, a Luca Doncic's team that is just so fun to watch. Suns team. I mean, you have to. You have to. Give credit where credit's due to the firepower. Uh, it should be a fun game. I, I expect it to be pretty close, so uh excited there.
0: Yeah, okay, great. So now we're going to move to our next and last segment. Uh, wanted to talk a little signing day. First, I'm just going to do uh, kind of – I'm scrolling through the rankings. Oh, it looks like there was a bit of a shakeup since before the episode. And just sort of my thoughts. So we got Georgia, Bama, Ohio State, Miami, Texas, Florida State, Oregon, Auburn, Oklahoma, Notre Dame. I'll stop at 10 there. My first thoughts, it's still the big guys. Georgia, Bama, Ohio State, top three. Miami and Florida State at four and six. And Florida was up here. Uh, Now they're down to 15. But still three Florida schools in the top 15. So they seem to be doing a better job of uh, keeping that local talent home. And Auburn jumps up to eight. That's pretty good for them I mean most like everyone talks about oh NIL everything's changing this is kind of what the recruiting ranks look like each year the one other thing that I, I sort of that caught my eye was Michigan's down at 16 that must be like hardball rumors because I mean they've now lost like one game in three years it feels like and they're in the playoff each year and they were recruiting really well before they had on-field success so for them to take seemingly a big step back I don't know. Like, how can they keep expecting to beat Ohio State when Ohio State's at three and Michigan's at 16? It's just, it's surprising to see them this low. Uh, Nebraska's at 18. Nebraska's always kind of recruited well, but I thought it was cool that they got the top quarterback in the country. A lot of from Georgia, he flipped the other day. I don't know if people saw that. I thought that was kind of a cool thing in college football. It seems like a lot of it had to do with his dad being on staff at Nebraska, which. A lot of people are going to complain about, oh, NIL, it's ruining. What's Georgia going to do, even though they have the number one class in the country? But that kind of stuff's always been happening where you have a kid who has family on staff, especially someone like your dad. Uh, you know, you give, you give him a, a, a pay bump <laughs> and his kid comes. Like, I don't know. That feels classic to me. Any, any takeaways from you guys?
2: Yeah, I mean, South Carolina uh, was 15 earlier today. They're now the 20. But to get two five-star recruits into a South Carolina team uh, looks good. I, I I think South Carolina has upside. They've had upside for a minute. Um, but I, I did not expect to see them in the top 15. They've kind of fallen down, like, as you talked about before the show. They were top 15. Now they're down to 20. But still, I mean, they're, they're above some competent programs. And um, maybe it's some upside for a, a low-level SEC team to – Start to make a rise, uh, unlike Texas A&M, who it seems like for the last 100 years was the team that was going to NIL their way to success, and now they're 19th in the nation.
0: Right. For all of the NIL is, is ruining and, and you can buy these kids and whatever, we know no one has more money than A&M. <laughs> and they're in Texas, which is, obviously has a lot of good football, and they have money, they have a location and they're still at number 19. Um, So I think that the biggest thing for me for all the complaints about everything, like, having palpable buzz, having a big program, obviously, location's important. But like, that's still the stuff that wins. And that really, the result of NIL is a little bit more parity, right? Like, a few five stars go to South Carolina. I'm not saying it's because they paid them or whatever. But like, you know, maybe there, that is sort of in the budget where you can, where you can make a strong push at one of these top kids. But for the most part, it looks the same. Like you have to be able to to do the things because Jimbo a couple of years ago was able to have a number one overall class when they had, you know, uh, a real sense of momentum and they, they they had a good season. And Jimbo seemed to be heading things up. They they obviously uh, spent some money, but it's easier to to put money together when you're doing well and that same place with those same pockets whatever isn't doing as well because they struggled on the field and obviously losing Jimbo hurts like you're never going to do well when you switch coaches in the middle of the year I'm sure they'll do better next year but you know Florida State was a school that beginning of the year I I mentioned had a below 50 percent blue chip ratio and this year They are 16 uh, out of 22, so 73%. So, you know, you see the on-field success. I think it's year four from Mike Norvell kind of working out for them now in the recruiting, where last year they weren't nearly as good up top. Um, But, you know, you have some success on the field, and a lot of it works itself out. Miami at four is probably the biggest well Auburn at eight is probably the biggest surprise but I think Miami at four is probably the biggest surprise to a lot of people but Crystal has always been known as a recruiter and Miami's a hotbed for, I mean they've always just recruited really well um so I think that and their their ratio doesn't seem to be as good I think they, they took a lot of commits probably because a lot of the previous staff's guys left so those are the only surprises I I, I would like to see how Auburn did it maybe it's like a new coach bump type deal but Oh, yeah. I, I forgot Hugh Freeze is there. Yeah, he's always going to recruit well. Like, it's all about these coaches that are somehow really good at convincing kids to come to their schools, right? And that's what they get paid a crazy amount of money to do, even if they forget to kneel sometimes, which did cost us the podcast like first bet ever the under ACC wins for Miami, but over total wins. We would have won both of those if uh, Miami had won that game where they kneeled. So, It was a grind to my gears, but now postseason it really grinded my gears because it actually cost us a bet, and nothing bothers me more than losing a bet because Doofus forgot to kneel. But anyway, Corby, last week we talked about if you were a a portal kid, so you've already somewhat been developed, Uh, you're looking to go to a place for one year, you can go anywhere you want. What would be your top five? Uh, Mine was, I believe, Georgia, Bama, USC. Miami and Texas. I I chose Georgia and Bama just for the state, you know, getting to play on that stage. If you get offers from like two programs that have separated from everyone else, I feel like kind of have to go or at least look. The other places I chose, USC and Miami were just big cities, like set you up really well for NIL, but also like post-college stuff and uh, even though neither of them have like big crowds or anything, like I think once you're twenty three you're kind of not going to a place for a cool atmosphere for six games. You'd rather live in l a than live in uh, you know one of these college towns, and then Texas kind of the same thing, but also they've really sort of separated as one of the top programs, I think going forward um so kind of a mix there for u t
1: okay, uh, and then I think. Nick, yours were I think I just led with Colorado, Wisconsin, LSU. Right. Okay. So a bit of a
2: different I don't vibe. I think I even gave you a top 5. No, you just yeah. did
0: 3. All right, Corby. So you've heard okay. ours. What do you got? Yeah.
2: I, I first I have a question that is, it, I think it deems respectable. How good am I? Am I am I going to play at Alabama?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're 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 the number 1 portal kid. I, I don't know what oh, position less? you lost.
2: Perfect. Yeah. I'm I'm the, I'm the best player in the nation though. Yeah. Yeah, best cool. portal
0: so, transfer best portal transfer
2: okay, okay cool so so when i first thought about this my thought was like you want you want to set yourself up for the future if you're not the best you need to get like as many eyeballs as possible i'm i'm going if i'm not the best i'm going to alabama auburn you know get them two fighting over you that's gonna get a lot of media buzz i'm gonna go like <laughs> texas oklahoma and then colorado and then just choose one of the five that gets the most buzz possible but if i'm good we're playing for the league uh, I'm gonna go Georgia. Yes, yeah, so but you're not you're not
0: a first round pick like today because then you should just do that,
2: right? Ooh, you're probably okay. a
0: fifth round pick trying to
2: to go. Okay, you're I, a group I, of five
0: I, guy that balled out that wants to show it on a bigger stage.
2: I got you. Well, I, I'm gonna switch it up a little bit then, but kind of same idea. I'm gonna go Alabama, Auburn, two right. that you you can show on a decent stage, but you're gonna get some press because of that. People are gonna hate you, and that's great. I'm gonna go Florida State <laughs> and Florida. Same idea. If you go to either okay. of those and you ball out, you're in the league. And then the fifth one, I could see where people would put Colorado just because, like you know, it's gonna happen. I'm gonna go somewhere completely different. I'm gonna go back to another group of five school. I'm gonna go to Tulane. I think Tulane gets a ton of press because, for God knows why, I think they're good for TV. They play fast. They have cool jerseys. They have a really cool mask. They are on a lot of primetime games. Like you saw, Ole Miss at noon at ESPN. When Colorado they got the 11 a.m. slot. Like they get a lot of they get a lot of action. And if you were as good as you say. And you ball out at Tulane? Like, who are you playing against? So, am I going to Tulane? I have no clue. But it'll get you all the press and the ability to, if you're like, hey, maybe I'm not good enough for Alabama. You, you just drop back down to an old group of five Tulane.
0: You know what? I, I, I like it. I think that the Tulane one, I don't know if you'll get, they'll get as much press because all of the good schools in their conference are now going to be gone. This is true. This is true. Like, the Houston man, already left. UCF. Was UCF in there, I think they were. And they've already left. And then SMU is leaving this year for the ACC. So it may not mean the same that true. it did this past year. But I do like the idea of it where, you know, you could – especially in a 12-team playoff, right –
2: yeah, if you're the best player, of a, if you can sneak in a Tulane as a 12 and be the best player, you're, you're, in a, you're in a pretty good spot.
0: Yeah, the best group of five will be in the playoff, so you'll get your sort of playoff game. But also those games will get televised because, you know, SMU Tulane this year, uh, the winner right. should have, but Liberty snuck in, uh, should have gone to a New Year's Six Bowl. That's not going to get the same television as the winner gets into the playoff. 100%. So there might be – it might counteract that and I think that that's, that's a good list. So you think that visiting or you know flirting with, let's say, rival schools – you mentioned Texas, Oklahoma, you mentioned Alabama, Auburn, you mentioned Florida, Florida State – helps drive the buzz of your recruitment? Is that, that that okay? Cool.
2: Sorry. Basically, the idea is like to drive as. Hey, like, listen. The people who make the money nowadays, if you're not, if you're not going to be an athlete, it's the guy with a million followers on Instagram. So hey, <laughs> if I can, if I can cook Alabama and Auburn fan bases, like there was that uh, guy on. It was the. He went to Auburn, but he just he just changed his recruitment from Alabama to Auburn on Instagram Live with a little kid trying to convince him why he should go to Auburn. That Instagram Live had 130 thousand people watching live, and it's like, That's yo, awesome. if you can do that to Alabama, Auburn, and Florida, Florida State, just absolutely engulf both prog- or both sequences of programs. Yeah, you, you even if you don't make it to leak, you get a million yeah, you, followers. You don't, you,
0: you don't want to tip your hand. You want you want everyone to think they're in it. Yeah, I like it. Um, okay what would your, this is the last question uh, in honor of signing day. I want Nick's answers too. What would your hat commit or what would your commitment video live stream? Like, what would it look like? Would you wait till till signing day? Like, how would you do it?
2: Yeah, I think I would wait till signing day. Um, and if I'm going to be as dramatic as having Alabama and Auburn, obviously I have to have a dramatic signing day, which actually isn't really like me. I I, I hate the idea of it, honestly. But if I'm going to have to do it, I'm going to go full reenactment of college game day. I'm going to have all of my friends or, or the <laughs> teleprompter, whoever's there. We're all going to sit around. Everybody's going to say where they think I should go. And I'm going to be the very last of the end. I'm going to put on, a, I'm going to put on an Alabama hat. I'm going to slap that thing off and I'm going to put Aubie's big head on my head or, or, or just right. something. Th- then then uh, slap
0: that off. Pick back up the Alabama hat.
2: Five times. And then rip,
0: rip open a Tulane sweatshirt. <laughs> Perfect. Nick, what do you got? That's pretty good, Corby.
1: I saw a few years ago, the someone recreated uh, the scene from Goodfellas, I think it is, where he's walking through the restaurant, like greeting everyone. And it's everyone is like stopping to shake his hand to try and like, you have someone in an Alabama shirt, stop and shake his hand, someone in an Auburn shirt. And then he sets in, They they set up the table in the front of the room. And like look to stage and that was it. I would figure out some classic <laughs> movie to spoof off of and make some like high quality edited video and try and get a bunch of uh I think that would draw a bunch of attention that way.
2: Yeah, maybe I like, maybe do you like, I like Jurassic Park. <laughs> you have the like scene that, where the but...
1: water's shaking and you look up and it's it's uh coach prime. It's Coach Prime. Um, yeah, of course, it's Coach I, I, Prime. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'd do something like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I like that idea. I don't think I would take myself so seriously. But I think like something funny and memorable would be good. Where, you know, because you got all these crazy message board people. And By the way, if you don't follow message board geniuses on Twitter, it is freaking hilarious. Like watching these grown men like melt down when <laughs> some 17-year-old doesn't pick their school. But uh, it's been great content today. But I, I would probably do something like kind of comical, maybe out of a movie. Like I'm thinking like a uh, Brothers. like, you know, don't, don't put your, don't touch my drum set. You better not touch my drum set. And then like goes and puts his nuts on the drum set. And like on the nuts, it says like, you know, USC. or something like on the drum set. And he just says, yeah, I'm committing
1: to USC. I like it. I like it. I like that we're both going movies.
0: Yeah. I I, I, I drew my inspiration from yours, but then like, just go a little goofier. Just go a little goofier because like, like Corby said, like you want to be memorable. You want people to be talking about it at this, in this stage of, of really sports, but college sports. You want to have that following, that presence, be memorable. But I just think, you know, you don't necessarily need to, to take yourself so seriously and piss off a bunch of people. Like people will be like, oh – that was really funny he reenacted some stepbrothers thing and and uh it was great or even if it's a good goodfellas whatever like those are the ones that are sort of funny that people don't get super pissed at you for uh anyway that is it for our show today so stay tuned uh thank you stay tuned for better odds to be coming out in the discord uh any day now thank you corby to help explain it and uh merry christmas happy holidays happy new year cause we won't have another episode in december uh to everyone and thanks for listening uh it's been great having this podcast and we enjoy all of the all of you guys for listening all year with us